Hello, my friends, and welcome back. This is the Angel Face Magic Hour podcast, and I am your host, Grace Lannon. I'm a psychic medium and an energy healer, and today we're going to have a really special episode for you. So today is a really special magical day, and it is my belief that every day is a really special magical day, but today in particular is what some people are calling a portal day. It is also my belief that you can create a portal at any time in any place, but I like to look at the magic of the numbers, of the calendar, of the moon, of the stars, and see how they affect us individually. I also want to remind people that there is no deadline. There is no misconnection with spirit. Everything happens in divine timing. And so if you miss a full moon, if you miss a special magical day, and you don't do your ritual that you planned on doing, you can still do it. You can do it anytime, anywhere, Um, So no worries. But the day that I'm recording this today is very special. Today is February 22nd, 2022. It also is a Tuesday. So it's a very special numerology, beautiful, synchronistic number of two, 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 two. And this year in general is a pretty... um, magical number 2022. We are in a six year according to numerology. So today's date is super interesting and I want us to talk a little bit about numbers and numerology today. So we're going to get into that and I'm super excited. One thing that I thought was fun as well as this morning I went to go... um, do some appointments and I had parked and the got out of my car and there was um, a beer guy like bringing, you know, uh, beers into Rite Aid and his truck, uh, his big old truck had a license plate of 222 on it on the special Tuesday and it was like the first thing that I saw as I exited my car off on my way to my appointments. So... So it was just a really beautiful little synchronistic moment. I'm feeling a lot of activation, so I keep uh, hiccuping. (laughs) But last night, um, if you guys follow me on YouTube, if you don't, please do. But last night I posted a psychic activation. This is a new series I'm doing on YouTube. Um, And this one is to activate the crown chakra and specifically working on the ability to decipher one's um, intuition and the psychic messages we receive. But I did that last night and I'm feeling really interesting today. I'm feeling really good. Like, and I went to sleep super late. Like I just was wired. I could not sleep after the activation. And I also think just the activating energy of today also a woman (laughs) walking by just now as I was recording is carrying a big old stick and it (laughs) it just seemed very uh, magical to me 
But I did that last night and I feel a lot of energy moving and shifting for me and I feel stuff clearing out of my throat. So I feel like I keep hiccuping and burping. Um, And just a quick thought about that. The way we process energy is different. Everyone is different. So for me, I'll like yawn, I'll hiccup, I'll burp, I'll feel like I have a frog in my throat. Um, when I am like clearing energy out. So this sometimes happens in readings. And then I feel I used to be a little self-conscious about it because I'm like, oh, I sound like I'm like a drunk person or something like hiccuping. But it's really a way for me to process energy. Um, And then I was kind of reminded of something that it doesn't always happen, but it used to happen all the time when I was a little kid when I would laugh really hard. I would start to get the hiccups and I'm sure there's some kind of scientific reason for that like the size of my uh, uvula or something but um, uh, I think it's funny like in from an energetic perspective of oh I'm giggling I'm laughing I'm giggling I'm laughing I'm having this fun time and in order for me to process that like overload of joy my body created this like hiccuping process for me to like move it out of my body because for some reason I couldn't have too much of that positive feeling within myself um so it's just something interesting that I've been kind of reflecting on but people can process energy in many different ways so that could be you know receiving a reading giving a reading receiving healing work or even just having a really healing conversation with your best friend with your partner with your family like um those feelings of just like uh synchronicity or just like um you know when you hit the nail on your head the head and you're like oh that's exactly what Um, I was thinking in conversation, those little sparks of divine understanding, a lot of people can process that differently. So sometimes it comes like for me, burping, hiccuping, um, but other people, you might get chills in your body. You might feel warm all of a sudden, like you're sweating. Um, you even might get itchy, um, and even weird, weirder stuff like puking, vomiting, shitting shitting I guess yeah puking and vomiting are the same thing um (laughs) puking and pooping um or farting even it's like a it sounds wild but that's the way that we are processing out the energy um and then yeah for some people it comes in more of a uh clairvoyant way where you might see something in your mind's eye or you might feel like you can see a golden aura around everything as almost like uh you have entered that activated state so yeah just a couple of things I've been thinking about and before we get into our episode I want to give you guys a couple heads up on some classes I have coming up Okay, so here's what we got going on right now for classes here at Angel Face. So first of all, I am opening up enrollment again for Spirit School, which is my online psychic development class. I'm super excited about it. Um, Enrollment's going to open up March 1st, and then class is going to begin at the end of March. 
So I will be sharing all those dates and details probably next week on the podcast, but also on my Instagram. And I will be also sending out a email to my mailing list. So this is your reminder to join my mailing list. Um, but yeah, this is a psyche development class. It's eight weeks online where we meet live. Um, and then there's also a bunch of self-paced elements to it. So you get video modules, meditations, audio modules, journal prompts. There's a lot included. Um, and, you know, for a while I was thinking I might transfer and change it to a self-paced class but there's just something I love so much of being able to support people along their journey in real time that I don't think that that is what I really want to do. So I decided it's time we're going to relaunch and we're going to um, set up a new class. So I'm really excited. So these classes, I, I try to keep them pretty small, 8, 15 people maximum. Um, so if you're, if you're interested at all in studying psychic development with me or working on your own mediumship, psychic work, um, healing work, this is an amazing opportunity and I'm so excited to teach this class again. So I'll share way more details and everything, but I just want to give you guys a heads up that enrollment is opening up on March 1st. And if you are interested in signing up and want to be on the wait list to know all the details and all that, you can send me an email, grace at gracelinen.com and just give me um, just give me a little heads up and say, hey, I want to be on the wait list for spirit school. I want to learn more information and I'll send you all the details. So I'm super excited about this class. Um, I did an episode a while back that's, I think it's called Psychic Development and the Creation of Spirit School. And so you guys can hear a little bit about my journey to making this class. And um, when I recorded that episode, I was thinking I'd make it a 12-week class. And then I was thinking I'd make it a self-paced class. But I'm going back kind of to the original eight-week class because I feel like 12 weeks can be a little overwhelming and I want this work to be a fun process, an enjoyable process. It is serious. It's intense work, but I want it to be joyful and fun and playful because that's what spirit likes. And so sometimes when things are a little too long, people tend to drop off or tend to forget or tend to just not follow through. So I'm keeping it at the original eight weeks. So if you're thinking about signing up or if you in the past have been interested, March 1st enrollment opens. So I'm super, super excited. And all I say is that I'm excited. <laughs> That's like um, my tagline. I say it way too much, but I am very excited about pretty much everything I do. Otherwise, why would I do it? So um, I have a couple other workshops real quick I want to let you guys know about. Um, and all the classes and all that, um, I'm going to put all those links in the show notes so you can just find and access the classes super easy to sign up. But if anyone ever has any questions about how do I sign up, how do I do this, 
um, just send me an email. You can DM me on Instagram too, but I'm more likely to see the email faster than I am the DMs. I try to keep up on my DMs. Um, and I don't even have that many followers. So I don't know how people who do it with like 80,000 million followers. Um, I try to keep up on them, but sometimes it's like three weeks later that I respond. So if it's a time sensitive question, please just email me. It's easier. Um, but yeah, so Saturday, March, or let's, yeah. So Saturday, March 19th, I'm just looking at my notes right now. Saturday, March 19th, I have another group energy healing event. This is a free event where we practice Reiki and we send healing to the group. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to do these monthly. So this is on Zoom and it's from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. PST. And again, this is a free event. So if you'd like to sign up for that, I'll put the link in the show notes. And you can always also join my meetup group, which is called Cosmic Seekers. And I'll put the link for that as well in the show notes because then you'll see all my workshops and be able to sign up for any of my future workshops. I put them all on there and yeah, I'm just trying to grow that community. We have almost a hundred members, which is really badass. So thank you guys so much. Um, and then the other thing I have, these are out of order. So I'm uh, apologizing now to the people that uh, order is important to. Um, so, so on Thursday, March 10th, so that's a little bit before the 19th. So Thursday, March 10th, I am teaching for the first time. I'm super excited about this class. And I'm, I know, I just know this is going to be a class that I teach at reoccurring like every once a month or something. But, um, it's called Meet Your Spirit Guides Meditation Class. I've done this um, as a meditation for my spirit school students, but I've never done it in a class setting. So I'm really excited. Um, basically, we take you into a meditative state, um, almost like a regression hypnosis state. And then we invite in spirit guides, angels, so that you guys can connect with them and further your own um, intuition and ability to decipher and understand the messages that are coming forward from your spirit guides. So we could totally talk a whole episode about spirit guides and I think I definitely will. Maybe I'll do that the week before this class comes out. Um, but essentially the idea is that everyone has spirit guides, um, you know, if you come from a religious background, you probably are familiar with the idea of like a guardian angel. Angels are a little bit different than spirit guides, but sometimes your spirit guides can be angels. But typically when I see that, um, just in my personal practice and experience, typically when I see someone's spirit guide as an angel, the angel is also working with a bunch of other people. It's kind of like the idea of Jesus or God or a saint, like all these people are praying to this person or energy, like dear Jesus, praying, praying, praying. Um, it's not like, okay, Jesus is only going to be able to help this one person at a time. It's like they're helping the collective. So anyone that's praying to them is able to access that energy. So the idea of angels is kind of similar to that in which 
um, you know, there, um, the, there, <coughs> sorry, I'm having so many thoughts come in. They're omnipresent. So they can be anywhere and everywhere at the same time. So it's not like, um, if you're working with your guardian angel or an angel or an archangel, um, someone else is not going to be able to do so. So sometimes our spirit guides are angels, but typically that is more in a collective sense, like they work with a lot of individuals at once. So for me, I'm very much connected to Archangel Michael um, and Archangel Shamuel, but I don't, and Archangel Azrael. <laughs> I just heard in my in my inner ear, Azrael, don't forget, <laughs> don't want to shade shade them. Um, by not mentioning <laughs> my deep connection to Archangel Azriel. But um, it's not like I don't really think of them as my spirit guides. I think of them more as my assistance team. I don't know. It's just language. It's not important um, in terms of like the spiritual realms. Like they don't think they probably don't think of themselves as like I'm spirit guide number two for Sally in uh newark new jersey like (laughs) i don't think it works like that um but anyway so sometimes your spirit guides can be an angel um and that's kind of like what people would imagine if you come from a religious background you have like this idea in your mind of what a, a guardian angel looks like this tall figure with wings or whatever um but yeah sometimes spirit guides can be our loved ones like ancestors um people that knew us once in our life like friends or family that has passed away um even like before we were born like your great-grandfather or things like that um and then it can also just be a completely random like they don't necessarily have a familial connection to you but they can help you with things and we'll go way more into detail in this in the spirit guide episode because I have a lot to say now that I'm thinking about it but um one more thought about this and then we'll talk way more in detail um at a later date but um spirit guides can also show up like for specific reasons So you might have some spirit guides that are with you from the moment you're born to the moment you die. And then you also might have other guides that come through at certain periods of time. So say, for example, someone was in uh, medical school and they were studying to be a brain surgeon. Perhaps a spirit guide um, that knows a lot about the brain might come forward to help this person while they're in school as they're learning all this information and they might just think oh wow I'm really good at memorizing things but it might be like this divine inspiration that's helping them learn um, about a specific thing so um, in that case if you're working on your mediumship as well you could also ask for specific spirits to come forward to help you with specific things so say yeah you're that brain surgeon or maybe you are wanting to learn about horseback riding maybe you can have a spirit guide come forward that can help you learn whatever you're trying to learn 
maybe it's, I just had this random thought, but maybe if you're trying to learn horseback riding, maybe the spirit that comes forward for you is a horse spirit, is an animal spirit. So maybe they are the ones that can help you. So sometimes our spirit guides can also be animals or like things that are not um, human, like ETs or fairies or um you know these more like elemental ethereal energies it doesn't not everyone's spirit guide is human if that makes sense but we'll talk way more about that I love talking about it and I'm really excited to do this class and just see like what kind of spirit guides come forward for people because when I do my readings it's really exciting and interesting to me to see all these different types of guides that come through and like what they could be helpful for like you know some guides will help you with spiritual expansion and some people are there just to help you so you don't lose your damn keys all the time um so there's many purposes for these guides in spirit and sometimes like I said they're there for your lifetime and sometimes they are just there for a moment so it's very very interesting subject so if you're interested in learning about your spirit guides one, you can get a reading with me, but two, come to this class because then you can experience it for yourself. You can experience it for yourself. You can experience it for yourself. For some reason, we had to say that three times. So that being said, those are my upcoming classes. I'm also teaching a Reiki 2 class and um, I don't have the date set up for that yet, but that's going to be this coming month as well. So I'll let you guys know all the details. And as always, you can um, just go to my website or my Instagram to kind of see the latest of what's going on. So that's that's that I'm really excited about these classes especially the spirit guide one because I've been wanting to do this for a while so I'm really excited to see how it pans out um but yeah sign up for the classes links are in the show notes and let's get into our main conversation today so let's talk a little bit about portals today so what is a portal so it is my understanding that a portal is a place between time, a place that we can use to access um, from one point to another in time or from one point to another in space. Like, for example, going from... Um, Germany to the Philippines. You're going from a place to a place, from traveling throughout space. Or you could also be going from um, a realm to another realm. So the un like uh, using a portal to access the unseen realms. So, um, for example, using a portal to communicate and connect with your um, higher self or your spirit guides or your loved ones um, who have died um, and who are now in spirit. So you can use um, a portal essentially to make a... <laughs> uh, I'm trying to make this easy to explain, but it's kind of a high concept. So go with me, you guys. 
um, to create a break in the time-space continuum and be able to access all points in time at once. So within that, you could go from a place to a place, you could go from a realm to a realm, or a time to a time. And I'm sure there's many other uses for portals as well. Um, So there's some mythological stories about portals as well as kind of, um, I guess, like esoteric ideas about portals that there are some that are naturally um, occurring that are already happening on the earth. So um, some people also might refer, refer to these as a vortex. So you might have heard about um, Sedona, Arizona, which is a place I really want to go. So if anyone wants to invite me, I'm ready to come hang out with you. <laughs> but a Um, There's lots of stories about Sedona being full of vortexes. Um, It's kind of like a same idea as a portal, like this high vibrational energy state in which you can access more information or you can do specific um, rituals easier. There's many reasons why someone would want to use a portal. Um, But so there's these stories about naturally occurring portals Um, You might even hear it referred to as a stargate, which sounds very um, science fiction-y, but there is some mythology around stargates that is um, super old and way older than our, you know, modern day, whatever that TV show Stargate is. Um, But it's, if you think about the science fiction and the stories and the mythologies, all these fiction it is kind of um based on this idea of being able to access more more through um these portals or these vortexes or these stargates being able to go through time and through space so when you see things like that show stargate which i've never watched but i probably should um or like Star Trek, Star Wars, all these kind of like science fiction, futuristic type of movies and TV shows, they might use um, like teleportation, um, these kinds of ideas of being able to move through light years like they do in Star Wars, where they just be able to um, move extremely quickly without um, following the rules of time that we understand in our reality with, um, you know, the math and the science that proves how time works. This works on a way different framework. So we can look at the fiction to kind of inform us on um, like some of these more esoteric ideas because sometimes it's easier for us to understand something through a story, through fiction. It can help us um, unlock ideas that we might not normally think about um, and give us a little bit of a clearer understanding of a really high complex concept 
if we make it so fantastical that it's fiction, it's um, almost easier to digest. So if you're listening to a story or watching a movie where there's all these um, futuristic things or magical, supernatural things happening, it's a little bit um, easier for your mind to get into it because you don't have the fears um, or the doubts associated with like um, understanding what's happening because to you it's not real. So of course you can jump through time space and of course you can um, shape shift into a bird <laughs> or whatever because it's all within the canon and the mythology of the book or the movie that you're watching. So sometimes that can be a way that we can learn about these higher concepts. But I think it's also really interesting to look at mythology through time um, to kind of inform us because it's not like um, with esoteric information, with spiritual information, there is no right answer. It's all about your truth and your understanding. So if you can learn a little bit about yourself or about the concepts of the universe through a comic book or through um, reading a um, yeah comic book or a, a reading a book or watching a movie, then sometimes that's a way that psychic information can come to you. And we've talked about this before, I think, on the um, streaming divination episode that we did a while ago, the idea that sometimes these fiction stories can give us some information. But anyway, the idea of a portal is that we can create a rip in time, in space, and we can travel from point A to point B. So when I think of this or do this in my spiritual work, my body isn't moving. It's it, So we might have an extreme example of um, these concepts through the, the fiction movies. But in reality, it's just our energy that's moving. It's our... Um, it's our spiritual body. So the same kind of concept as a dream. You can do things in dreams that you wouldn't normally be able to do with your physical body. We can also move our body through time and space. Some people might call this astral project, astral projection, um, shamanic journey. It, I like to, I liken it to portal hopping. I'm going from a place to a place. So in Reiki, we have a symbol that we use. Um, and we talked a little bit about this in the Reiki episode. So you guys can check that out if you want to know more about this idea. But um, there's a symbol we use that's called the distance Reiki symbol. And it's being able to send Reiki through all time and space. So you could send Reiki to someone who's standing on the other side of the room, the other side of the country, or even at different points in time. So, for example, sending Reiki to yourself um, when you're 10 years old, or sending Reiki to yourself next week when you have a job interview. This is one way that we can create a portal, is that we are using the symbol to essentially open a door between all time and space, and we can move through um, 
we can move through time with our energy using this symbol. This is just one way to do it. Astral projection is um, essentially like a visualization um, and you are leaving your physical body and moving through um, etheric space in your energetic body, but you are not um, physically going anywhere. There is also a concept that is called remote viewing, which is basically like a systemized um, step-by-step way for people to essentially astral project, bring their energy into a place to gain information about that place. Um, And there's like, yeah, there's specific steps that you follow and then you're given coordinates and information about what you're looking at, but you don't know what you're looking at then the remote viewer describes, can even draw diagrams of what they're looking at and um, gain information about what they are remote viewing. So for example, you could remote view um, your friend while they are watching TV and you'd be able to draw like the couch that they're sitting on and get all this very precise information and this is something that people are trained to do i think that people are probably naturally gifted at it but anyone could do this process and some of the most talented people at this type of work are actually people who are very logical, skeptical, who would never say that they are psychic, but they can do it. So it just proves to you that literally anyone could do this type of thing. And um, I see that also as creating a portal. You're like um, going in between where you physically are sitting in the room and a part of you, whether you view that as your mind, your brain, or you view that as your spirit, your energy is ejecting itself out of your body and going boop doop to wherever these coordinates are describing. And you're able to walk all around there and um, look up and down and get all the little details of what exactly you're looking at. People have used remote viewing to find their keys and lost objects and things like that. But um the most famous of all, the CIA, none other than the CIA and other governments throughout the world have hired remote viewers to basically spy on, um, you know, do military stuff, spy on other countries or things like that. Um, Apparently we don't do this anymore, but I don't know. Sounds like we probably still do this. (laughs) But there's actually a really interesting documentary about it because um, for this, this, I think it was like the 70s, 80s when this was um, like a CIA project. Um, And this was in Stanford, California, around Palo Alto, California. Um, And uh, yeah, basically they hired out these people who were researchers at Stanford and then, um, they had, you know, uh, brought in other people who were able to, you know, um, do this work with them. But, you know, because it is a military operation, it was, um, sealed book. I don't know whatever that's called, but you're not allowed to talk about, uh, what happened. And um, I think a couple of people who were involved in the project have passed on, um, who have died. Um, 
but it was unsealed and so they were able to eventually make a documentary about it and um, they were able to interview some of the people that were actually involved in the project because um, it was interesting the guy said okay I'm really glad that we're able to talk about this now because you know we're only a couple of us are still alive because they're getting older you know um but it is really interesting. Um, maybe we'll do a whole podcast about it because I'm absolutely fascinated. But it's um, the documentary, if you're interested, it's called Third Eye Spies. And it's just very fascinating. Um, I think it's on Amazon. Um, highly recommend. And it, it was just super insightful and interesting. But the most interesting thing to me, apart from, you know, all the weird stuff that the government does, is the idea that these normal, quote unquote, because you guys can't see me doing the little quote, um, ears, bunny ears. The most interesting thing to me is that these normal people are able to do this anyone can do this you just follow a step-by-step process and you're gaining super accurate details um so one of the stories is that they gave someone um these coordinates they found this covert military operation type of thing and then the military was like how the fuck do you know this you're not supposed to know this and then they hired them to do these experiments because they found out okay this is something of value to us um so it's super interesting but there are people who teach this type of class now um i've come across a couple of people who studied with um those original uh, remote viewers. Um, Pat Price, I think, is the name of one of the most famous guys who did um, pass away. But um, it's just a super fascinating story. And it proves to me more and more and more that anyone can do this psychic work. Anyone can see into these unseen realms. And the idea of remote viewing is that, yeah, we're creating... Um, we're creating a portal, astral projection, we're creating a portal, we're just going through time and space to go somewhere else with our mind so that we can gain information. So how do we do this in our everyday life? If um, if you think about a memory, you're using a portal, you're transporting yourself through time. If you think about a memory, suddenly you're immersed into it you might even even if it's like for example if it's a cringy memory a memory that you're like oh why did I do that you can get into that feeling again you can feel shitty about yourself or sucked into that emotion like um that's a way that we you you know access a different point in time throughout our day is these memories or even um like uh, our dreams of course we are moving through all sorts of different scenarios and um i think some of those are subconscious like ways for our brain to work out trauma or pain or just um information that we received but i think sometimes we are going through into these other dimensions where we are almost like um 
you know, living a, a parallel existence where we are um, constantly going to gain information. And I know I've had a couple clients that have asked me about um, dreams where they always go to the same place, always go to the same place. I think sometimes maybe that, yeah, it could be the stuff we're working out in our mind. But I also think that could be that you are yeah, traveling to a different <laughs> realm, a different dimension, a different point in time where you, your dream self is uh, living out in existence there. Now, let's talk about the word portals itself. So the first thing that comes to mind is portholes. You know, the round windows that we see in a submarine or an aircraft or a spacecraft where you're able to see clearly out into the ocean or into space or into the sky. Um, these round windows, those are the first things that I imagine and see. Um, and when we utilize a portal, we need a specific destination that we're going to. So whether that is, I'm going to connect with my great grandmother, or I'm going to go into look at what's going on, um, with my five-year-old self, or I'm going to check out this abandoned hotel <laughs> with my um, remote viewing skills. We need a destination, a place that we are going. So I think it's interesting that portholes are also known as the bullseye window or the bullseye. The bullseye, the center of the target. The bullseye is the center of the target. <laughs> so they're making me say that twice to to really um, push it into our mind that um, it's really outlining that idea of X marks the spot of we are um, we know exactly where we are going and we have a destination. So um, you know the portals were used basically so that there is light. Um, and air in the ship and originally they were used I guess to hold weaponry and then they evolved over time to just being uh, a round window and I thought oh maybe they're on the left side of the ship um, and that's why they're called portals because the left side of a ship is referred to as the port side and the right side of the ship is referred to the starboard side. The left side um, is all about receptivity and I was like, oh, I'm connecting some dots here. But apparently there is nothing to do with the location of the left side of the ship um, and they're usually in the back of the ship but I thought in general that was something I would share just the idea of port being connected to the left the ability to receive the ability to take in information so the portal could help us um, receive information that's kind of like the the connecting of the dots that I like to do is look at the words. What do they mean? What do they make me think of? Um, because there is so much connected in our language. It's the ability to um, use words for different things. But they, especially in English, you know, we have so many different 
uses for one word, but they are all connected in some way when you look at them closely enough. So, um, apparently the, the, um, the name originated because it started in France and the word for door is port, but it has an E on the end. So, um, originally it was just called a door, just called a door, but, um, eventually evolved to being a porthole, which I just think is interesting. So, um, I also was looking up a little bit about what portals are made out of, um, and just a fun, interesting conclusion I saw from some research was that the portals that are used on um, the International Space Station are made from quartz and titanium, and then they're covered in enamel. So I thought that was interesting that they use quartz in there. Um, It's a very strong material, so it makes sense, you know, to me. But from an energetic standpoint, I thought it was interesting that they used that um, crystal. And, you know, our bodies are very much connected to quartz and calcite. It's one of the most uh, abundant minerals on the earth. So it's interesting to me what they choose to put quartz into. Um, because I really do think it holds such an energetic uh, value. That mm, The idea with quartz is that we can... Uh, meld it and mold it to what we want it to be used for in magic so it would make sense to me that within the regular world um they could do the same so quartz is used in computers quartz is used in so many different um mundane type of things that um it's really able to take on the energy of whatever it's being used for. So I thought that was just interesting. Fun fact. Um, And then looking into the different meanings of the word portal, um, it's synonymous with gateway. A portal is a gateway. So um, I see that as a doorway, a gateway through all time and space. And um, as far as in technology, portals are used, um, they're like starting websites, search forums, things like Yahoo, Google, etc. So I think that was an interesting connection in my mind of um, these internet portals are used to search information. So we need to ask the question to get the answer. So you don't just get the, open your computer to Google and you think in your mind, Um, how many eggs do I need for this cake? And it gives you the article. You need to type up how many eggs do I need for my chocolate cake? And it will give you all the answers you need. Same with a portal, like a mystical, magical portal. You need a question. You need a destination. You need an intention of where you're going, what you're looking for. Um, So when we go on a shamanic journey, in my practice, what I've been, what I have been taught is that you state your intention three times out loud. I'm going on a journey today to the upper world to do this and that. And you say it three times out loud because you want to state your intention when you go through these portals and go through this astral realm to go into 
your journey space, you need to have an intention when you get there so you don't get lost. So you, so you don't, it's not even so you don't, well, it's once you don't get lost, but it's also so you have a framework of the information you're looking for. So when I do in my Akashic Records readings, I like to have um, the most relevant information come forward or people can ask specific questions because if we go into there, there's just endless information. So we need a destination. We need a question that we're searching for. So I just think it's interesting to look at the way that these words are used in our everyday life and how they are kind of um, just very much, not even kind of, but how they are connected to these esoteric ideas. Um, so the gateway to another world, the past, the present, the future, and expanded awareness, that is what a portal is. You're able to access all points in time, all points in time. I also thought it was interesting in like computer graphics, they call it portal rendering. Um, it's a technique that increases the effect of the realism and speeds up the presentation. So if someone is making like, um, you know, a digital image, they render it um, so that it looks more and more real. So I just thought that was an interesting idea that when we use this portal to render, to create, it becomes more and more um, realistic. So when we can go through time and space, we're able to see more, um, clearly. So I hope that makes sense to you guys. The other interesting idea to me was just the idea of, um, a port in itself being like the, you know, the, the where the ships dock themselves in they load and they disload cargo you know all our merchandise passes through these ports so they they're like a destination for you know physical things to go through it's the same kind of concept with our energy so you know if we get a scarf and we buy it and it gets shipped to us we get that physical scarf but we can also gain um, energy through time and space. Um, so when you go into a portal, you might gain information, insight, but you are also getting energy, healing, whatever you're seeking. So um, it's kind of like a, when I look at the word port, it's kind of like a physical manifestation of that idea of gaining, um, gaining energy through a point in time so i know that some high concepts and a lot of words and a lot of language and a lot of examples so just take some time for that information to sink into you all you really need to know with the idea of a portal is you're able to move through all time and all space it's a place in between the in-between realm. One more example that Spirit is wanting me to share that might make it easier to conceptualize. Think of it as like a bus stop. That bus stop is always there whether or not anyone is getting on and off the bus. But that is always an option 
to travel through that bus stop. So think of it like that. It's um, a, a point in time where you can travel through. So sometimes, like I said, the beginning of this conversation, sometimes they are naturally occurring portals, like through specific places in the earth um, or the water, whatever. <laughs> it's still part of the earth, but they're showing me the water. They're like, oh, don't forget about the water, um, the ocean, the rivers. Those are all uh, can all be portals. Um, mirrors can be portals. Um, glass can be portals. Crystals can be portals. <laughs> so they're, they're talking to me um, very much that objects can become portals. So there's naturally occurring portals. And then you can also create a portal with your energy. So for example, like I said at the beginning, in Reiki, we use the distance Reiki symbol to create a portal. But there's many other ways to do that within magic or within other esoteric traditions. So I invite you to play around with it. See what you can do. So let's talk a little bit about numbers. And what does it mean to be in a portal day? So like we were talking about, portals are essentially um, a place between all time and space so when we refer to something as a portal day and this is in my perspective i'm sure other people would explain it differently but this is just how i um can understand it it's that the energy is um open the energy is open so things that we do on a portal day are able to magnify through all time and space um quicker louder um so oftentimes big changes can happen on those days because the energy is almost uh, open. I don't know how else to explain it other than open. Like it's um, the portal is open. The door is open. So if we set an intention on that day, it's more likely to reverberate through the universe and come back to us um, quicker than it would on just a regular day. That being said, we can create our own portals. So any day could become a portal day. But just like we talked about with the naturally occurring portals, a date could be a naturally occurring portal. And that can be used for good or for bad, depending on the intention of the practitioner. And, um, you know, some people have awareness of what they're doing, a... Um, like you're a practicing witch, you're a spiritualist, you're a medium, you're someone who meditates, whatever, how you define yourself as kind of um, having that awareness of, oh, I'm setting intention because it's this date. And then other people just might um, be attuned to that energy because we're all connected through the collective. So um, kind of like same idea as when we have these full moons, like some people will do a full moon ceremony and put out their moon water and set their intentions. But everyone, everyone on the earth is affected by the moon. And oftentimes nurses and people who work in the hospital always call it, say it's like um, the crazies come out during the full moon, that, that whole kind of um, idea that there's more um, accidents that happen, more things that happen during the full moon 
um, where people are coming more, uh, patients are coming into the hospital, into the ER. Um, you could probably even see that as someone who works at Target or Starbucks. The people are in a different energy frequency during those times of the month. So we are all affected by all the stars, all the moons, and the dates um, are just a way to mark the passage of time. So um, sometimes it's not as important um, the day that we are doing a ritual or we are doing a practice, but when we have these like naturally occurring dates, again, marked by the passage of time of the date that we have created, <laughs> you know, it's all man-made, but um, we're able to tap into that naturally occurring portal and be able to, again, amplify our intention. So when we decide to do a ritual on a portal day, that can help, yeah, reverberate that intention through time and make our, you know, our spells happen quicker, our manifestations come in, um, you know, the healing work that we do on ourselves or on others can, uh, you know, uh, manifest quicker, show up in our lives quicker, we might see the effect stronger. And, you know, it's the same kind of idea as a holiday too. Like it's a collective intention. So if a lot of people are talking about, oh, this portal day, two twenty two twenty two, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, um, we're all putting our intention toward that energy. So that helps amplify amplify it as well. So that's just kind of what I think about the idea. Um, I'm sure other people again would describe it differently but I just think it's a way to amplify our intentions and to um set our energy into uh motion quicker quicker everything just quickens up a little bit and then we can look at the actual numbers so numerology what is numerology we are essentially drawing meaning from different numbers, number combinations, symbols, etc. Um, that are connected to our life. So we can look at the numerology of the date 2222222222. Or we can look at the numerology of many other dates. So numerology um, essentially is a way to tap into yeah, underlying patterns of the universe, like information that we can glean and understand about ourselves and um, the greater, you know, collective through this system. So it's, it's like a science, you know, same kind of thing as astrology, where we will use dates and numbers. And then we can go into that and um, learn deeper, yeah, metaphysical understandings. So when we look at the date of 22222, we are going to bring that down to a single digit. So what what I what I have learned with numerology, and I think there's a couple of different ways that people do it, is you are adding up the dates of the information you're looking at. So we're looking at this specific day, 
and you're getting a single digit number out of it. So you add all the letters or all the numbers together, that equals whatever it does, and then you bring that down to a single digit. And the single digit is um, the way that you can understand what it means. So everything boils down to a number between one and nine. And those are essentially archetypal energies. So each number has a greater um, general meaning. And then there's, you know, so much more information depending on the situation that you're looking at the numbers for. So we can look at the numbers of the 222 portal, but we can also look at our own personal numbers in connection to the year that you're in, to your life. Um, there's many different uh, numbers that you can learn to define yourself by. So for example, one number that might be interesting for you guys to find out about yourself and do a little research. So this is essentially your horoscope, your number scope. Um, you're going to find out your life path number. And that's just a way to kind of see what your purpose is. So your purpose, your, um, you know, uh, mission in life, a lot of people will associate that with a career, with a job. And especially here in America, you know, because everything is centered around, um, yeah, money and career and um, that type of thing, or it's centered around raising a family. So you either have a job or you're a mother or you're both. Um, but so some people will look at their life path number and say, okay, how does this define like what I'm going to be? Like, am I going to be an archaeologist or an accountant or a real estate agent? Like this isn't, um, this isn't a career test. This is a way to kind of see what your what your lesson is in this lifetime, what you can um, understand about yourself and follow that to get um, deeper connection to your spirit, to your soul. So there's life path numbers, karma numbers, love numbers. There's a lot of different numbers. So if this is something that's interesting to you guys, maybe I could get a numerologist or something on the podcast to go really deep into it. Um, but let's just take the life path number to start. And then we'll also look at the 222 portal date. So we're going to use me as an example to, as, to find out the life path number. And if you guys want to follow along with me, you can get out your journal and you're going to write your birth date down and it's going to be um, in numbers. So for my, for example, my birthday is June. So I write zero six and then 20th. So I write two zero and then I was born 1990 and you write out um, the full year. So one nine nine zero. You don't write just nine zero or um zero five or six five. You're gonna write out nineteen or two thousand um and then the the year you were born. 
So for me, I have 0620190. So with numerology, everything, again, boils down to a number between 1 and 9. And then those numbers give us, again, the deeper meaning. So for me, I take the 06 and I add them together. 0 plus 6 equals 6. We're going to be testing our math here, you guys. You can get a calculator out if you need to. No shame because I probably do. <laughs> I probably will. Um, so we have 0 plus 6 equals 6. Then we have 2, 0. So I add those together. 2 plus 0 equals 2. So I have my 6, I have my 2, and then I add up the year. So I have 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 0. So 1 plus 9 equals 10, plus 9 equals 19, plus 0 equals 19. So again, everything boils down to the single digit. So we have gotten our 19 but we still have to bring it down to a single digit. So one plus nine equals 10. Again, boil it down to one plus zero equals one. So then I take the six from the month, the two from the day, and the one from the year, and I add six plus two plus one. Six plus two is eight plus one, equals nine. So my life path number is a nine. So if you guys want to take a couple minutes to find out what yours is, um, and then I'll talk a little bit about what the nine means. So we also are going to look at the numerology of the 222 portal. So when we do the math for that, it all equals one. So we're gonna look at now a little bit, brief little definition of what is the energy of a number nine and the energy of a number one. So for me, I am a life path number nine. And so when I look at that, I can look at the general information of what a nine represents, and then I can apply that to my life and it's something that is the same kind of thing as um an archetype that defines you so your sun sign your human design these are all just ways to understand ourselves more on different levels so when i look at a nine what does the nine represent so nine represents completion symbolically um it's basically the culmination of wisdom and experience. It's also the energy of endings and beginnings. And I got a numerology reading um, about two years ago from this amazing numerologist. He's, this guy's name is Remington Donovan. Highly recommend. He just wrote a book recently, so I haven't read it yet. Can't wait to get it. I'll put it in the show notes. I'm going to put a note right now just to remind myself to do that. Um, so if you guys are interested in numerology, I highly suggest getting his book. Um, but he was based in uh, LA. He's now, I think on the East coast, but I got a reading with him and he, 
does numerology, but he's also like a psychic intuitive. It was an amazing reading. Um, but he told me I have a double nine life path. So I don't really know where the doubles come in there, but, um, it was really, yeah, about like completing, uh, timelines and being able to tap into different, um, realms of existence. So the nine is the energy of all things. So it's easy to connect with different levels of um, consciousness. So that was really interesting and affirming for me as someone who does intuitive work. I was like, oh, okay, that's maybe something connected to that. The nine energy of being able to um, be both the ending and the beginning to be both um to be both sides of the coin be able to view things from all directions from above below and in between so that's just a little bit about the life path number i encourage you guys to just do that math find out what your life path number is maybe you can get that book i suggested but there's so many other books and resources blogs things out there so look up your life path number and um see what it feels like for you like what does that show you about yourself how can you understand yourself deeper through those numbers so when we look at the date of the 222 portal we just had the number winds down to one so one is about new beginnings um new endeavors paving ways leading um, movements, newness, breaking ground. Um, it's all about being like the first, which is makes sense. Cause it's number one, the leader, the, the front of the class. Like we have an understanding of what these numbers mean already. It makes sense to us in society. So, you know, one can be the loneliest number, but it's also the one that needs to go first that's just how it works so sometimes when you are the first you are the only <laughs> we can look at it logically people it makes sense so when you look at um the date what does that represent so it's it was an open opportunity for us to bring in the um creation and birth of new things the um the beginning the or origin like um to be able to start a new start fresh so um i think it's interesting just to think about all the stuff that is going on in your life it's in also in society as a whole in the global society like where are things um, starting new, um, what is beginning, what has sparked this week, um, during this date. And just this year in general is a six year. So you can also look into what does the six year mean? So it's all very much connected. You can look at, okay, I'm this life path number, but it's also this year and it's also this month. So you can use the numbers to continuously gain information. It's not so much a divinatory system of like speaking to spirit. 
um, communicating like through cards or things like that. It's more of a mathematical system of this is the way the universe works. These are the patterns of the universe. So what's up must come down. You know, the laws of physics or whatever. They're all, um, it's the numbers is a way to define and understand our reality. And numbers and symbols, like we've talked about on the podcast before, are the language of our soul. So we might just have that deeper knowledge and that understanding without having to do all this research. So if you find out you're a two soul, what does that mean to you? Or you're a two life path, what does that mean to you? There is a soul number, so you can look that up too. Um, But the exercise I encourage you to do first is just look up your life path number. That's an easy place to begin. Um, Because there's just endless information like any other metaphysical system. Numerology could be a lifelong study. And for a lot of numerologists, it is. So again, we are in the sixth year. So the six is all about responsibility, about consistency. It's also about balance and community. So being able to be responsible for yourself, to be responsible for um, helping others, but it's also taking back the responsibility from things that you shouldn't have been responsible in the first place. So the sixth year can be about community and about connection, but it can also be about that like um, negative aspect of that where um, like a mob mentality of things coming together and um, people feeding off each other's fear. So the six can go many different ways. Six is also the number of man, of humanity. So it this year, I think, is a lot about coming into our ability to be present in our physical bodies. So I do see, and this, this is a little bit more of a just intuitive um, thought, but I do see us um, being very much pushed into learning more about how our bodies work and how we can work with um, our surroundings. So um, for some people that might be like food, for some people that might be like uh, learning new strength training type of stuff like getting into the body in that way and then other people it might be from more of a spiritual um, perspective but I see us very much learning new things about how our bodies um, can work which I'm excited about it should be interesting but it can go many different ways like every there's a many many different timelines and many different ways that things can happen so six year is about that responsibility that consistency of just showing up um no matter no matter what and knowing when you need to um, back down stay um stay in your own energy so 
that's just a little bit about the numerology and i also want to just talk a little bit about angel numbers because the 222 portal was such a beautiful magical repeating number date that i do want to address the perspective of angel numbers so um this is kind of the new age metaphysical concept that repeating numbers and seeing those in your reality is the way is a way not the way is a way that um angels can communicate with you i think of this not specifically only um angels but just different ways that spirit so your spirit guides your loved ones angels etc can communicate with you so like i said numbers are the um you know, the language of our soul. So I think it would make sense that these ethereal energies who probably don't speak English can show up to you through a universal thing like a number. And, um, you know, a lot of different intuitives like to write up the meanings of these angel numbers and what they represent. And I think um, oftentimes what is a very valuable intuitive exercise is to define what those numbers mean for yourself. So if you see 222, two, two, what does that represent for you? Or if you see 1111, what does that represent for you? Or even just in the moment that you see it, what are you what are you feeling like? What were you just thinking about? Is it a confirmation? Is it an answer to your question? Is it to know that you are protected? Like what is the feeling that you receive? So these numbers can show up in our reality, like um, just, you know, on the clock, on the microwave, on license plates, on receipts, um, just in your reality, everyday life. It's just like little things that um, they're there, they're present. That's just a reality of... Um, life is there's numbers and there's math and there's clocks and things like that it's not like necessarily even that you saw the number pattern on your receipt or in on the microwave but it's like how that moment happened like you just had a feeling and that was probably your intuition and it had you look at the car in front of you and realize oh they have an angel number on their plate it's that um that like step process of drawing your attention and then um you noticing the synchronicity so we've talked about symbols and synchronicities before so there's many different ways that um spirits or angels can show up but numbers is just a very popular and common way that it happens. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about what the 222 angel number represents. So let's look at the 222 energy. So when we look at 2 and then it becomes magnified by 3... It enhances the energy of the two. So when we have a repeating number, it's enhancing the vibration of what the two represents. 
So two is a is duality. It's right and left, feminine, masculine. It's all, it's the both and, but it also represents um, separation. So it's coming together, but it's also separate. So two can go, yeah, one of two ways, one of two ways. So two can be all about... Um, vision, idealism, transformation, but it can also be about duty and um, like selfishness and separation. So um, when we look at the angel number 222, it, um, it's more about the positive vibration of the two energy. So it encourages us to take a balanced, harmonious, um, peaceful, um, neutral stance in areas of our life. So it's about keeping, um, trust within yourself. And it's also about the, um, new, new beginnings, which is interesting because that is also connected to the one energy, but two is more about the action that the, that the one, set you up for. So if one is about the creation energy, then two is about what we have created. So in the beginning, there was one, and then we have two. So we, and then we make three, et cetera, et cetera. We know how the numbers work, but it's more about um, what have we created and seeing the manifestations of our intentions in our reality so one is like um the process and two is the um finished product so that is something that is kind of coming in for this year is the finished product of what we all have been working on as a collective so that um boils down to individuality as as well because there's like i said two sides to the two there's two sides the the left the right the cold the hot um it's like a coin heads or tails there's options and so it really depends on everyone individually how that two 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 energy um, applies to your life. So when we see um, a two two two, it's about um, like the finished product. Like I said, things are coming into reality. Things are being actually created. So again, it's the one is the creation the idea and two is the object the finished product so um you can think of it like if someone is um making a digital digital product and then it gets created into a physical tangible thing that goes from one to two so that's just a little bit about the concept of the two 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 energy and the 222 portal from um, the perspective of numerology as well as the perspective of repeating numbers and angel numbers. So that's about it for us y'all. 
we had a lot of interesting esoteric concepts presented today. So take some time to integrate and apply these, you know, more metaphysical things to your everyday life. Um, because there's no point in learning all this weird, wild information if it doesn't matter to our daily existence. So take all the stuff off the mountain and bring it back into your home. And I also don't want to put any pressure on you to learn everything about everything. So if you listen to this episode and it sparks some curiosity about numerology, you don't have to drop everything and read 30 books about numerology. Just look up your life path number. Think about what happened this week to you personally and how those 222 numbers can kind of connect to what's going on in your life, your relationships, your emotions. Like, how are these numbers showing up for you? You don't have to learn everything about everything. Um, so I know we talk about a lot of different concepts and that is what's so beautiful about spirituality is there's so many different things to explore and understand about ourselves. But again, if this information is overwhelming to you, just take what little sentence or two is important to you today. You don't need to understand everything right away. And sometimes we don't understand everything right away. You might listen to this episode and then you might re-listen to it six months from now and you have a bigger, greater understanding of how those numbers applied. So hindsight is 2020. So sometimes when we bring this information forward and we look at specific days, it can, again, be overwhelming. So like we said in the beginning of the podcast, there is no misconnection with spirit. There is no rush. Um, so sometimes when we look back on dates, that's when we can really understand what happened there. What was the energy? What was the portal? What was being magnified? And that's why I think it's so vitally important for people to journal to write about their spiritual experiences, what happens in their meditations, whether it's some weird wild vision you have or just, I felt a little tingle in my left toe. It's the teeniest, tiniest things that when you reflect upon them, you can see how much you have grown or you can understand what was happening at that moment. Maybe the toe tingle means something way different to you now than in that moment you were just observing. So I have um, dedicated myself to journaling and um, I do it for my spiritual work. Um, I'll write journals about my experiences and things like that. Um, but I wanted to start doing it more in terms of just everyday experiences. So what I mean by that is I'll do a meditation or something for myself or I'll do Reiki on myself and I'll jot down stuff that happened or came up in the meditation. But I don't sit down at the end of every day and write down all the crazy stuff that happened because literally every day I have amazing 
metaphysical, magical, miracle experiences. So I think it's really important to write all that information down because you might not see how rapidly your life is changing. But I also want to think about in terms of just everyday type of stuff. Like I talked to my aunt and we had a nice conversation and then I texted with my best friend. Like writing all that stuff down because when we get older, we start losing our memories and I think it's really important to document and we document so much in um, my generation and younger generation document everything with photos and images but that's all just technology that's a file that could be um, erased at any time or the technology could become a, a ups, obsolete at any time so I really want us to think about writing stuff down again and sometimes it can help us work through our emotions but I also want us to think about it from the perspective of documentation like I've seen videos of people going through journals from their great-grandmother like I wish I had that type of stuff and I don't necessarily know if if I ever had children if I wanted them to to read my journals um but just to know that if I want to think back at what I was feeling at a day in a moment in a time I would have just a few little words even and I know a lot of people kept diaries as a kid and I used to do this where I'd write all that stuff down like hung out with my friends we got Chinese food blah 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 and at some point I I stopped doing that so um this week I got in I got a new journal and I'm gonna start doing that again and dedicating myself to that practice because I really want to start remembering more and I feel like the more that I can observe the more that I can go into other memories um so just a thought if you are at all on your spiritual journey which I assume you probably are if you're listening to this podcast like writing down all the little weird stuff that comes up I see angel numbers all the damn time you guys if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok you probably see my videos about it or I see signs and synchronicities and I um you know I see things in the sky and all sorts of weird wild things and it's so easy to um, just get used to it where it's not even a miracle anymore. It's just like everyday life. So I really want to start documenting that stuff again. And I encourage you guys to do the same. So thank you so much for listening. And if you can just take a minute, please, please to rate and review the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, just helps us get more visibility and visibility is my, um, intention of the year, both, you know, on the podcast, but just in my life and vision and visibility is my intention for the year. So if you enjoy this podcast, please give us a rating and a review, um, share with a friend and 
we will see you next week. I have a really lot of amazing, exciting guest episodes coming up. So I'll see you in the next episode.